God, praise God, praise God. And good to be here again. Yes, yes. Family month is an exciting month. Yes, it is. It is. It it gets you into saying things. Charlie. You know, last week, last week we were supposed to have, you know, asked some questions and Charlie and let's see how it goes today. Yeah, yeah. Technology didn't help us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so what do we have today by God's grace? Oh, we thank God for today and uh, good morning to all our cherished listeners and viewers mm. online. And and today we are still in a ma- ma- uh, family month mm. and uh, want to focus on money, money, money matters. Mm. Money. Money, mm. money, money. Today we'll talk about Kudila Jean, uh-huh. Sika. MPDD. Sika. Uh, MPD. Yes, MPD. <laughs> so today I'll go very, very... Uh, slow, slow and calm. Uh, and calm All right. because he can send me a blessing, sir. Thank you. Uh, I'll start. I'll start with a quotation I picked from an article on um, marriage.com, which is entitled "Reasons for Divorce: Top Ten Reasons Marriages Fail" by. Shelley R. Warren and I quote it says money makes people funny or so the saying goes and it's true if a couple is not on the same page about how the finances are going to be handled it can lead to terrible problems why is so divorce so common due to financial incompatibility According to divorce statistics, a final straw reason for divorce is a lack of compatibility in the financial arena, which causes almost 41% of divorce cases. Everything from different spending habits and financial goals to one spouse making considerably more money than the other, causing a power struggle strain a marriage to the breaking point. Also, differences in how much money each partner brings into the marriage can also lead to power plays between a couple. Money really touches everything. It impacts people's lives. Clearly, money and stress do seem to go hand in hand for many couples. Financial troubles can be categorized as one of the biggest causes of divorce following infidelity, the number one reason for divorce. And this is from the U.S., but I'm sure that the statistics will not be that much different if we take, if we did one research for Ghanaians. So, so the place of money is very very important in marriage and i'll read genesis chapter 2 verse 24 to 25 which talks about marriage and i will link it to the finance finances he said therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh and they were both naked the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. The first point I would want to make um, 
is that marriage requires that couples develop their own ways of working things out. And it's, it's derived from the scripture we just read that a man and a woman, the man leaves and they cleave and they become one flesh. It is that cleaving that creates another marriage, another family that is unique in itself. So once that family has been born, now it behoves on the couple to, to now find their solutions to their unique problems. So what will work for me may not work for Bishop Mike. What will work for Bishop Mike may not work for uh, uh, Michaela and the husband. So everybody must find a way of solving the challenges that arise in, the, in their marriages. So, when the husband leaves and cleaves to the wife and they become one, a unique marriage and family is born that has no resemblance to any other marriage. So, that means that couples must first discover and work at working at what will work for them in all the areas of their lives, family life, including finances. So, I will speak generally. I will not go into details. You know, they will talk about joint accounts and all of that. No, find out what will work for you. What works for you, as, as long as both of you are okay with it, that is it. Work with it. But the first thing about financial, uh, uh, financial matters in the home is that the family or the couple must ensure that there is provision in the home. Whatever the family needs, there is provision in the home. And this is what First Timothy 5 says. It says, anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The King James says, worse than an infidel. And so provision of the home for the home is crucial. And God expects that once couples join together, they must ensure that the family is well provided for. And that means that the couple must work as a team to ensure that there is provision for the home. This also means that at least one of the spouse has a job that brings in money and provision. So you can't have a couple where both of them are not working. That will be a serious challenge because then there will not be provision in the home. And the worst part is when one partner is lazy. Mm. Because laziness destroys a home. It puts an undue pressure on one party and, and look at what Proverbs 18 9 says it says he who is slothful in his work is a brother to him who is a great destroyer the one who is lazy in his work is a brother to somebody who, is, who destroys so uh, laziness should not be countenance 
in at all on on the part of any of the partners and many times you'll find that one is not doing much and the other carries all the burden and it becomes a strain on the family and once money matters uh, there are challenges in you know the marriage is is so intertwined that if there is a problem in one area uh, it flows into all the other areas and the worst part you would want problems to start from is when it comes to money so both partners must work very hard then number two apart from provision there must be planning every family must have a financial plan Mm -hmm. and to plan is to prepare for the future and also for unforeseen contingencies Uh, i don't know whether i have an accounting background so that's why i'm using contingencies I don't know whether it's a good English. You can teach me. Uh, unforeseen, unplanned situations. Because when we talk about the future, we are talking about things that uh, may happen that we have no idea and have no... But we must make provision should in case, therefore, perhaps, maybe uh, they happen. And we, we live in a world where I mean, the realities of life uh, is that there are times that things don't go as, as planned and there are times that things can get out of hand. And we must at least make some basic provisions should those events occur. So we have to ask ourselves some questions. Eh? How would you plan for your retirement? How are you planning for your children's education? How are you planning for the pregnancy? You know, you get people who, uh, um, at the time of when their wives are in labor, that's when the emergency comes in to look for money. Meanwhile, pregnancy gives us nine months' notice. Uh, um, I mean, bad, any, you know, all of those unforeseen that relates to childbirth. A normal childbirth is not an emergency because we have been, God gives us nine month notice to prepare and welcome the baby uh, and welcome the baby very, very well. <laughs> so we have to plan these, these things. Where would you stay if you are staying in a, 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 a you are a tenant as a couple? It's okay for now, but are you planning for to also own your property in the future? We must have a plan, and both the, the, the two of you of the of you must 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 discuss and plan and work at it. And then the contingencies. I mean, sometimes it's difficult to talk about certain things. Yes, really. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, okay. So so if if I should die. What what would you do, as as my as my partner? Yes, yes. But the fact is, it, it it will happen. One of us will go one day. And the more we engage in these difficult conversations, the more we plan. And here I would I would advise couples, where you have one spouse, one of the partners who ends far more, and the other doesn't end. 
we must support and help and grow each other to the extent that one partner can easily take care of the home without the help of the other. That both of you, of the partners, are financially on strong footing. That really, really helps. Because we find many instances where the one partner leaves and then the other partner's lives and the entire family, children, everybody's life deteriorates because the major breadwinner is not around. Please, if you are the major breadwinner, don't pride yourself in that. Grow your partner in a way, support him or her in a way that they also can grow their ability to make more money. And that reduces the burden on you and makes the home uh, uh, sweeter, sweeter, sweeter to live with. Because everybody can bring something substantial to the table when it comes to money. So these are the two things I'll talk about generally. But I would focus on the challenges, the issues that contribute to financial challenges in their home. The issues. And remember I said the anchor scripture is Genesis chapter 2, verses 24 and 25. They will live and cleave. And the living and the cleaving creates a unique family. So the living and the cleaving also should bring to us that our problems are unique and we must find solutions that suit us. And the nakedness deals more with transparency, openness, and then acceptance. Because if I strip myself naked, you may see things you haven't seen before. But would you reject me because you now see those things? Or you would accept me just as I am? So nakedness deals with transparency, openness, and acceptance. So what would have a very serious impact on financial challenges contributor is the issue of transparency and openness transparency and openness so the first challenge issue that really confronts partners when it comes to financial challenges number one lack of transparency the spouse when spouses have no clue how much their partners make and how they are using their money what they use their money to do and sometimes they'll say if i show him or her how much i earn he'll start making so much demands or or uh, they will not bring the support they bring so let me hide it so nakedness means transparency absence of financial transparency is a sure recipe for mistrust arguments and uh, bad assumptions, if I could say. I mean, you assume that the person has, when, and, you, and then you make demands that really his, his or her capacity, yes. And it's all because they don't know how much, yes. They don't know how much you are earning. So they make wrong assumptions about each other's financial strength, strength and make demands that could be detrimental to their marriage. Eh? They come and say, now, 
Also, for I want a Mercedes Benz because I believe that now the monies you are making, and there is pressure. So we must be able to show how much we are earning and what use we are putting the money we are earning to. And the third, where are we keeping the money? <laughs> Find some people hiding their monies in their trousers. And when they are going to sleep, they, they, they put their trousers under their pillows. <laughs> and they sleep on it. <laughs> This is a true matter, my brother. <laughs> Related to that, secondly, is lack of accountability. Mm. Uh, partners will choose what they spend their monies on, even when it doesn't benefit their family. And because they decided today, I just feel like I, I go out and I come home, I bought a car and I brought it home. No discussion. I just, I just bought it. Yes. And I, oh, I just saw the phone and I bought it. Lack of. And most of the time, that these things, they happen when there are pressing needs in the family. Mm. The school fees hasn't been paid. Yet, yet, yet. It's going to buy a new phone. Uh, or she's going to buy a, that new dress for that wedding. Um, and especially when one uh, partner has the problem of impulse buying, then the couple must put in that left kind of, uh, you know, uh, accountability uh, 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 um, um, strategies to ensure that we they, they meet their, they, they help each other. So if I have a problem of not being able to, I'm, to control my spending, then I will need my spouse, my wife, to help me. And it's very, very important. Yeah. And then there's this other bit to do that, you know, a spouse will invest in a significant asset and nobody knows. And whilst they are all in the same house, the same bed, crying over money, the next time the spouse has built a powerful mansion somewhere, in his or her name, and the spouse does not know. In marriage, I say, I say that the Muslim should be, your money is our money, and my money is our money. So let's put our monies together. The third one is piling debts, debts, debts. Mm. Mm. When the family or one partner always goes a borrowing and the worst part is when people borrow to organize lavish and weddings and yes oh as for ghana yala dears if you are well connected you <laughs> yes but parties and we have organized huge parties and we spent so much to organize and now i see that the young they, they really spend plan and invest into their wedding days instead of their marriage itself and you find people by this time they are starting their wedding or they are starting their marriages would have 
uh, they start with deaths because the marriage was was organized or the wedding was organized based on on borrowing and you also find instances where a spouse would go and borrow and use an asset that belongs to their family as collateral secretly so whilst they are in the house the documents had been used to contract a loan and when there is a default the entire family is in problem so debt debt that does not bring income is a very very dangerous one then the fourth one there is one-sided spending mm. when one partner makes unilateral decisions to purchase items that the other partner doesn't agree i don't like dogs the next time i find your partner a uh, uh, neapolitan mastiff for two thousand dollars <laughs> Uh, oh, they really eat. <laughs> it just would bring stress into the marriage. Just and you can imagine, I don't like dogs, or your partner doesn't like dogs, and you have gone to uh, 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 this poodle, poodle, poodles, and the poodle they are in the, they are indoors, and your partner doesn't like dogs, and they are so expensive. Now you are you are you are have to take care of this uh, uh, dog, take it to uh, uh, how do you grooming and how do you call it conditioning and all of that. Assemble, <laughs> that 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 when a, a partner lives like that, it shows that there is no respect for the other partner's needs. And uh, uh, that brings resentment, mm. especially when all of those are being, uh, you know, it's it, you are buying those things on credit, and uh, uh, both of you have to pay. Then there is the final one: financial imbalance. Financial imbalance is where one partner earns more than the other. And that always, I mean, it's hardly would you find a situation where both partners are earning the same. No, there will always be instances where majority of the cases, one partner earns more than the other. And sometimes it places stress on either party. Mm, it places tension. For example, the one who is making less money may feel guilty about something, buying something for themselves or feel, feeling guilty that they are not bringing or contributing much to the household expenses. And in our setting, that guilt always, most of the time comes on the man. If the man is earning less, lesser than the woman, sometimes the man feels guilty that as the man is not in yes and it's not in charge and that alone that sense of insecurity can breed anything let's let, let an argument come up and and the man 
yes or the man is saying because now i don't bring much and and you are the one earning so you think the woman takes an, a decision and the, the man uh, takes uh, offense at those decisions or utterances just because they think they are not bringing much into into the house and where the or the one who also ends can also more can also be re resentful it's as if you know they are struggling working hard breaking their backs to bring money into the house only for you to sit at home and chop the money and and use the money uh, somebody will say uselessly uh, you know you come home and then the air condition is on the tv is on and then uh, i mean everything is on and the man thinks or the person thinks that because they bring much money or more money into the house they can just flip and say anything to the to the other partner and these bring problems and like i said the the fundamental issue of financial management in the home is that of transparency and mutual accountability and then once trust is there then you find your own unique solution for some a couple the solution would be that all the money is given to the woman to manage so the man earns the money and brings everything to the woman if that works for you fine some too it is the man everything goes to the man some would say that okay you you i'll keep my money and you also keep your money but we'll spend in these areas i will take up this i will take up the electricity you take the children we'll do this if it's working for you that we find some will say i'll keep i'll keep we'll keep my our monies but we'll have a pool we all put some of our monies in there and then yes some will say okay i give chop money uh, and someone who also will not give chop money as long as you find whatever works for you just and it's comfortable and brings does not make the other partner feel shortchanged disrespected or feels that he's contributing more than enough and becoming a burden then we all have peace in the house so discuss with your uh, partner and then find the way out that makes both of you comfortable and be able to live happily thereafter <laughs> God richly bless you. So it means there is happily ever after. Eh? Yes. Once yeah. the money issue is sorted out. There will be happily ever yes. after. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, people.